0: Welcome, you're listening to the NFL Power Hour on CGLO, 69 AM in Montreal. My name is Dominic DeMeester. Unfortunately, William Power is unable to be here today. That's okay, we will move on with preseason week three. Boom, baby, it is in the books. Let's get it started. Pittsburgh playing Atlanta, Pittsburgh taking it 24-0. I'm telling you, folks, the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing good things in Pittsburgh. Definitely impressed out of my Pittsburgh Steelers, particularly the development of Kenny Pickett. Yes, Kenny Pickett in this game went four for four for 86 yard. The guy looks like he's the real deal, growing exactly as he should. Pittsburgh really is going to be competitive this year in this division. However, it is a strong division, as we all know, with the Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, and Cleveland Browns. As for the Atlanta Falcons in this game, really a dud. I'm really expecting a lot more from Taylor Heineke. So far, I haven't seen exactly the guy that I saw in Washington Hopefully for him, he gets to be a little bit better because I have a feeling they might need him somewhere in the season. Let's see how that one plays out. But that's pretty much it in Atlanta. Let's move on to another game in the preseason. We had the Detroit Lions versus the Carolina Panthers. Detroit taking it 26-17. Yeah, a lot of people are liking Detroit this year. A lot of people think Jared Goff, you know, is going to be a quarterback to count on, potentially for years to come. This is a make or break year for Jared Goff. If he doesn't do it, look for Detroit to move on from him. They do have a nice little rookie quarterback that they drafted in Hooker. Definitely a guy that we should look at, potentially maybe even playing this season if Jared Goff were to be a dud so keep an eye on that hopefully Detroit friends out there you don't see them because they have a beautiful team Detroit Dan Campbell did a great job Dan Campbell to me is one of those coaches that reminds me of my old Bill Cower up in Pittsburgh very competitive seems to have. A really good rapport with his players. The players love to play for him. They got that first game in the season against Kansas City. Dare I say, if they ever were to win that game, that game would propel them in the right direction for the remainder of the season all the way to the playoffs. I think that's how crucial that game is. I know you're playing against Kansas City. No one's going to give you a, you a chance. But if you could beat the Chiefs week one, wow, that is a huge confidence builder. As for the Carolina Panthers, they got 17 points on the board here. Bryce Young throwing his first touchdown, 17 for 12 for 73 yards. I don't know. Bryce Young just still looks a bit scrawny to me. I don't know why. I know he's the number one pick overall, and a lot of people expect him to be, you know, a number one. But something tells me it wasn't the right way to develop him. Obviously, that's way too early to, to judge. Let's give him at least half the season before we get a really good opinion on Bryce Young. But my, I would have, man, I would have gone Andy Dalton. That would have been my recipe for success and uh, get Bryce Young to develop behind Andy Dalton. A lot of people out there are going to be like, damn, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. As if Andy Dalton could do anything more. We've seen enough of Andy. But you know what? <laughs> I I just don't like Bryce Young right now. Don't like what I see. Give me Andy Dalton. Maybe after three games, if Bryce struggles, don't be surprised if Andy comes in. Let's move on to another game. The Indianapolis Colts against the Philadelphia Eagles. Indy taking it 27-13. Yeah, folks, the Indianapolis Colts have a lot of problems coming into the season. Breaking news that Jonathan Taylor looks like he's not signing in Indy, but... You know, what is Indy going to do? Pretty much going to probably maybe put put him on the PUP list. Apparently, he's dealing with something there. But it's the Anthony Richardson show up in Indy. And this is a big contrast between Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. I just think that Anthony Richardson is this phenom of an athlete. He doesn't need to rely so much on his arm because he can run like Lamar. Maybe not as quick as Lamar, but he definitely has some speed. And he definitely has a cannon of an arm with velocity behind it. So, you know, Indy is a kind of like a team who they don't have anything to lose. Carolina, on the other hand, traded up for Bryce Young. So, that to me, you have to hit a home run. Indy picking Anthony Richardson at number four. Sure, they had to hit a home run there, but they got Gardner Minshew in the background. Gardner is not a great quarterback, but he's not a bad quarterback either. Uh, if Anthony were to to fail, maybe in this first year, maybe Garner Minshew comes in there and grabs a torch from him. This uh, team is from top to bottom, I think, extremely competitive. They got the pieces there in Indy. Let's see how that one plays out. As for the Philadelphia Eagles, putting only thirteen points on the board, you know we never talked a lot about Tanner McKee. This guy was a rookie quarterback. I don't know what he's doing in Philadelphia, but I like my pocket quarterbacks. Hopefully, maybe he plays well at some point in the season. If hurts were ever to get injured, Tanner McKee could come in there and do what he's doing right now, which is very sound and steady in the pocket. And that's very, you know, rare to see as a young rookie quarterback, but it, he just seems to see the field so well. I like Tanner McKee. Keep an eye on him. He might end up, being traded maybe at the end of the season if ever hurts were to get hurt i think this guy would be fine very big contrast between obviously bryce young and tanner mckee i think it has to do with size here folks when you can see the football field so well it's an advantage i don't think bryce young sees the field as well that's the knock on him and that's why i'm kind of like elevating here Tanner mckee moving on to the tennessee titans playing the Patriots, Tennessee taking it 23-7 to here. Well, Tennessee, I was kind of like a bit amazed to see Malik Willis doing well in the preseason. I didn't expect this, and I don't know how this guy fits in this offense. They drafted Will Levi, but he's not penning out, just like Malik didn't pen out his first year. So we could see a little bit of growth in Malik Willis. And the reason why I kind of like Malik a little bit more right now than, than Levi is because you all know that Derrick Henry's got only a couple of years left in the NFL to be in his prime, maybe two max. I could see Malik Willis being an all out kind of like player that we're going to see Anthony Richardson be another guy who's just gifted athletically, who can really pound the ball, has a big body and can really deliver some good runs the nfl's kind of changing a lot you know we got to get used to these mobile quarterbacks using more their legs than sometimes their arm which is bizarre to say but it is what we're seeing in the nfl and malik also has a pretty big cannon to work on the play action so i don't know this guy's impressing me i don't think he's going to be playing this year i doubt it i think Tannehill, unless he were to get hurt i think Tannehill's scheme and Tennessee, if they were to lose Tannehill, I think it's over for them this year, and you might as well get rid of our good old friend Derrick Henry, too, because this is it for Tennessee. They got to win the division this year. I fully expect Tennessee to do it. I think they picked up DeAndre Hopkins, and he should do some marvels up in Tennessee. Anyhow, they took the game 23-7 to against the Patriots. Billy Zappi just not doing the job here, folks. 8-for-15 for 57 yards. Not liking what I'm hearing about Bailey Zappi, which is a shocker because he actually had a bit of a kind of like a he, he progressed pretty well as a rookie quarterback, and now he's kind of regressing. That's the NFL, folks. Sometimes it's just the scheme, and sometimes it's the new players coming into the locker room. Either there's a fit or there's not. Looks like Bailey Zappi might have a short career in New England. I'm not liking what I'm seeing there, and uh, let's keep an eye on that. Moving on to another game. The Los Angeles Chargers taking on the San Francisco 49ers. The Chargers taking it 23 to 12. You know, I really like San Francisco this year. I really do. Uh, No no big players really played in this game other than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy went 5 for 9 for 73 yards. To me, Brock Purdy was the right answer. We got Trey Lance, folks, being traded. Goodbye, Trey Lance. Off to Dallas, you go. We'll talk about that a little later but that was the right move for the 49ers you know you got something special and pretty i don't know how but it is the real deal they only scored 12 points in this game but that's going to be san francisco all year i don't think they're going to be scoring a lot of points unless they actually hit a bullseye in the running game which sometimes it's a hit or miss you can run up the score with the running game but you could keep it close as well let's see how that plays out but To me, San Francisco is the cream of the crop of the NFC. But they lose this game uh, against Easton Stick. Not a big quarterback here. 9 for 11, 38 yards. Nothing to see here. But Joshua Kelly, a nice little guy they could count on a couple times. He broke a big one, 75 yards. Los Angeles, to me, this year is another team that has big aspiration. And we expect this team to be loaded with depth. A guy that needs to pan out is Quinton Johnston. This guy was drafted high. Another huge receiver to add to this wide receiver stable. Only two receptions here, but for 15 yards, we'll take it. It's nice to see this guy grow. Keep an eye on the Chargers. They will be strong this year. Moving on to another game. Let's talk the Buffalo Bills against the Chicago Bears. Buffalo taking it 24 to 21. Buffalo starting the game strong. You know, they had their, their A players out there. Josh Allen, five for seven for 49 yards. He seems to have obviously still that beautiful rapport with Stefan Diggs, but Stephon's gonna have to be lights out this year in Buffalo. I don't think there's much. At the right receiver position in Buffalo, Gabe Davis, to me, shows up in the playoffs once in a blue moon. But during the season, I don't like what I see. So it could be a one-man wrecking crew in Buffalo behind Stephon Diggs. They brought in a couple tight ends. You know, let's see if the tight end position could develop. I know I personally like Dawson Knox, but Dalton Kincaid is supposed to be the guy up there that's supposed to change that offense. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I got Buffalo maybe regressing this year. Too much pressure potentially on Stephon Diggs. And I think maybe at one point he might just blow a gasket. I'm calling it early. Moving on to the Chicago Bears. This is a team that I think has the ingredients to go maybe pretty far also in the playoffs. Yes, it's all about depth, folks. Justin Fields seems to be growing very well in this organization. They're doing it right in Chicago, and I'm sure Chicago fans are chomping at the bits just like the Lions fans. They want to get some playoff action. They want this team to be the real deal. All I know is I'm falling in love with DJ Moore. You know, sometimes those young receivers take a few years to develop but this guy reminds me so much so much of Steve Smith it's his ability to just run routes so quickly that has me impressed and I was a huge fan also of Darnell Mooney I just hope he doesn't in that category because Darnell last year just was a stinker and uh, you know he's the number third he's the third receiver on this roster and they're going to need him also to step up his game because DJ Moore is about to become the number one there we haven't seen Chase Claypool at all yet but I would expect Chase to be a really wonderful compliment to this wide receiver core yeah man Chicago is the real deal I think that we'll just have to see also, in the running game, the running game they brought in Roshan Johnson. This guy could be, you know, a home run hit for all you fantasy football players out there. They have Khalil Herbert, they have Dante Foreman, but Roshan Johnson, I think, could be something special in Chicago. So keep an eye on that as well. Let's touch briefly on another game here before we go to break Arizona against Minnesota. Arizona taking it. I don't know what Arizona is going to do this year I don't know how they're going to survive we talked about James Conner last week they're definitely going to need him but uh, yeah stories out of Arizona that we're not going to see Callum Murray until week five roughly of the NFL season Callum Murray is a quarterback they absolutely need but they traded for Joshua Dobbs From Cleveland I don't know I I've seen Dobbs as a Pittsburgh Steeler he's a pretty decent you know clipboard holder but that's about as talented as that guy gets sorry Joshua just I've seen enough of you over the years to know that you know you can manage the football game if you have a good defense but Arizona you know they they let it go of some good pieces up in that defense unless Buda Baker becomes this unbelievable superstar which we've seen a couple times but All year. I'm not buying it. It's going to be a long season potentially with Arizona. Wasn't expecting that. Looks like Joshua Dobbs is going to have to lead the way. With our next game on the slate Kansas City versus Cleveland. This was a wild one. Kansas City coming back, taking it 33 to 32 against the Cleveland Browns. You know, I know it's only a preseason game, but this is the type of team that I hope Cleveland is not. I don't know how many times I've seen this team up in football games, and for whatever reason, they find a way to lose. It's always sad to see, and this one was no different. Kansas City took it 33-32. to 32. Not much big names in this football game, but one guy that I want to mention on the losing side, which is the Cleveland Browns found something special in dorian thompson robinson i've watched him pretty much the entire preseason and i like what i see i mean the sean watson's guaranteed contract is abysmal and i think this guy might set the franchise back potentially a decade but if he never were if he doesn't pan out for whatever reason man i think dorian thompson robinson could be a really good quarterback in this league he fits the new style of the nfl running quarterback passing quarterback hybrid you know he could do it all it seems but the most important the most impressive quality that i see is his confidence this guy looks like he was just launched out of i don't know the college football program of alabama leading the team to the national championship and being drafted first overall This is how i see dorian thompson robinson right now but unfortunately he's got a behemoth of a mountain in front of him with a guaranteed contract of deshaun watson a very very sad story if i'm dorian thompson i don't know how i'm getting out of it only way i can think of it is if he leaves the franchise which would be super sad because cleveland knows i think they got something special there as well but i have a feeling that's another qb prospect That could be traded i mentioned all these qbs being potentially traded because i think there's obviously a lack of quarterbacks in the nfl and sometimes some years you have a draft class that comes out and boom you have a few quarterbacks that surprise in later rounds this could be one of those years let's keep an eye on that other than that a typical football game you know a lot of depth on both sides I like that Amari Cooper caught a bomb here for 53 yards. This is gonna, they're going to need him. They're going to need him to be on his game and being ready for week one. I want to mention Cedric Tillman had a one beautiful catch of 23 yards. This is a rookie that we should all keep an eye on. Cleveland doesn't have a lot of depth at ride receiver, but this guy could surprise this year. Because we all know Deshaun likes to throw the ball deep. And I remember seeing Will Fuller becoming a star He will find somebody that he likes to go deep with. It's either Cooper, but I'm keeping my eye on Cedric Tillman. He could be a speedster and a gamer for those Browns. For Kansas City, we all know this is the Pat Mahomes show. He didn't show up. He was holding a clipboard. But you know what? They still won the game. It didn't matter. Moving on to our next game, the Seattle Seahawks against the Green Bay Packers. You know, Green Bay's grown on me all preseason. You know, they beat a pretty good franchise here in Seattle who's got a good coach in Pete Carroll. You know, I am impressed with Green Bay. I would have never thought I would have said that, but Jordan Love is the guy who really has me liking Green Bay. I think he learned the system. He's got a pretty good head coach that's really showed a lot of people that. I don't think he's a fungazi folks. I think he is the real deal, and I hate to admit it, but uh, he's a young guy from the college program. These guys are rare. You got one in the Rams that, that won a Super Bowl, but Matt LaFleur also came around the same time, and uh, he, he helped Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay probably should have won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, but that wasn't Matt LaFleur's fault. I think that his scheme works. I think that running the football in Green Bay – will be the recipe for success and then take off the pressure of Jordan Love. But I think Jordan's impressing me also with harder throws that I would usually think that he couldn't do, but he's doing them, folks. And that's, you know, probably because they got a good franchise. Green Bay has been around forever, as we all know, and looks like they got a good personal out there in Green Bay developing talent the way it should. So keep an eye on them. I'm pretty impressed with what I see. Seattle, on the other hand, you know, they brought in Drew Locke. He went 16 for 25, 150. Good backup quarterback to have. They got a huge running back stable up in Seattle. I'm kind of like wondering what they're going to do with Zach Charbonnet. I think that this guy, six foot one, could be a pretty good running back, but he's not running like one so far. So, you know, they have a lot of running backs. Sometimes you just get stuck at the end of the line. So keep an eye on him if you're playing fantasy football. Could be a red flag there. Moving on to our next game the New York Jets against the Giants. The Jets taking it 32 to 24. A lot of people potentially could view this as a Super Bowl matchup. Wouldn't that be something? Two New York teams, I think the ratings would be bonkers. And uh, I think they're both capable. These are two teams, one of them obviously. Led with Aaron Rodgers. We got to see him for the first time. Five for eight. One touchdown. I thought that his pass to Garrett Wilson was perfect. And I thought Garrett Wilson played an amazing game. You know, three receptions on three targets with one TD. What else could you ask for? This combination will be deadly all year. But the Giants. The Giants are the team that I thought were going to potentially regress this year. But like I said last week, you know, coaching, scheme. And Brian Dable, we all love Brian Dable. He came from Buffalo. Buffalo should have kept him. Obviously, it's hard to do when you got a good head coach up in Buffalo. At least a proven head coach Maybe debatable on good. But Brian Dable is the guy that, to me, is going to lead the Giants to the playoffs. The talent is there on the roster. They brought in Darren Waller. That was a huge piece. That's going to be mismatches here and there. It's going to enable the right receivers to get a lot more open. And will Daniel Jones be successful running a big pass-heavy offense? Well, he surprised us last year, so why not again this year? I think it's all about confidence. He's obviously got it. Let's see if they could do it. Hopefully, he doesn't play like he played in the playoffs because that was the one big red flag that I saw. Oh, there's the good old, old old-school Daniel Jones that I don't like to see. So let's hope that uh, that was just one of those asterisk games and that he develops as he should. Both these teams are going to be good, folks. Keep an eye on both New York teams. Hey, it's going to be a party in New York all year round. It will be amazing to see. Let's move on to our next game. Let's go to Cincinnati against Washington. Our next game on the slate. Washington taking it 21-19. This is another team that's perplexing. Hard to figure out is the Washington Commanders. Who's running the ship? Is it Jack Del Rio and Rivera? Or is it Biennami? And the reason why I separate them is because Biennami, to me, is a lot more talented than the old men that have a lot of experience. But to me, if, if they let Biennami run the show up in Washington, this team will be amazing. I think his schemes are current, are fresh, and can help their young quarterback maybe excel to the next level. I want to see an air show. I want to see some. Unknown talent step up to the plate. And if you have enemy there, you brought him in for a reason. Let him do these crazy schemes to get guys open. I'm loving what I'm seeing in Washington so far. Even if you got guys complaining about enemy if they're complaining with regards to how hard he's playing them, that's a good thing because that will pay off in the long run, especially deep during the season. These guys will be ready to play football. And that's what I like a guy that can grind make his players grind it does prevail in the nfl as for the cincinnati Bengals, cincinnati you know they didn't play anybody here worth mentioning this team however had one of the best drafts in the nfl in my personal opinion they will be ready with burrow week one jamar chase will be the star as usual i have no worries for the cincinnati Bengals at all this year so Pack your bags. This team is making the playoffs. Book it. Let's move on to our next game on the slate. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Tampa Bay. You gotta be kidding me. You had to go with Baker Mayfield. But of course, Baker goes out and has a big game. Six for six, 43 yards, one TD. Hey, if you're gonna do it, I saw last year Tom Brady feed Godwin. That seems to be the key to this offense. Unfortunately, Mike Evans is already a little bit hurt. It's not a good sign for Evans on a fantasy front. But Chris Godwin, this guy's a baller. If there's a rapport there for Baker, he might have hit the jackpot. These seem to be clicking in this game, clearly, uh, as Godwin himself went four for four, 30 yards, and a TD. Sometimes. You trick your defensive coordinators you're playing against by feeding the ball to one player. That's what happened on that drive. Baker all day with Godwin. If that's the case all year in Tampa Bay, hey, it will open the door for Rashad White to have a career year in Tampa Bay. Running back out of, I believe, Arizona State. Rashad White is a guy to count on as a three-down back, six-foot 214 pounds. This guy could do it. Pretty impressed, Baker. Pretty impressed. Let's see if you could do it consistently. As for the Baltimore Ravens, so much for that streak. They lost it to Washington. Well, you know, they lost another game to Tampa Bay. Didn't seem to be playing for a lot anymore. Thus, the loss. But the guy that I was sad to see leave, who got cut, good old Melvin Gordon III, is gone. No longer a Raven. I don't know. Looks like they probably have some depth up at the running back position. Let's hope that they do because I think Melvin Gordon could have provided that extra oomph of experience to help Baltimore. Could be a mistake. Keep an eye on that. Let's move to another game. We got ourselves the Miami Dolphins versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville taking it 31-18. to Boom, folks, this was a doozy. 31 points on the board. Good old Trevor Lawrence. Kind of like having an average game here. 8 for 10, 92 yards. But what I enjoyed seeing was Calvin Ridley going deep for 28 yards and developing that rapport. If Jacksonville is going to be successful this year, it will have to go through Ridley. But I think Jacksonville regresses. I think that Tank Bigsby, as much as I love him, and he's proven to be so far a jewel of a running back that they've added, I don't know. I think that running back stable is going to cause Ruckus in the locker room between Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby. You don't have two number one running backs on a roster. I just don't like it. You can you can call it a running back by committee, but Travis Etienne came out of Clemson, had a rapport with Trevor Lawrence. I've said it before. I think that that guy should have been the number one running back, and might still be week one. But I know Tank Bigsby is going to steal a lot of volume there, and I have a feeling the ruckus will start in Jacksonville and unfortunately it could cause them a playoff spot. I do think that Tennessee's taking that division. So, keep an eye on that folks. I think we're going to see Tank Bigsby really become a star early. But what will be the story in the locker room that remains to be seen. As for the Miami Dolphins, well, Tua went 4 for 6, 67 yards. I said I like the tempo in Miami this year. Seems like they're going to be going high tempo all year. They're going to need to to put a lot of points on the board against teams like Buffalo and the Jets. You know, the Jets play tough defense. They could stay in that game potentially, but against Buffalo and Josh Allen, that usually is fireworks between both these teams. So let's see if that offense kicks to the next gear. One guy, I honestly think they made a mistake, but that's because they're just overstocked at the running back position in Miami. They let go Miles Gaskin, who in this game showed he was the real deal. Five receptions on five targets for 30 yards and also ran 23 yards on six carries. To me, I saw this guy running with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I thought that combo back in the day was clicking. Unfortunately, Tua might have other ideas of who he wants in his backfield because Miles Gaskin has made his way. To the Vikings. Yes, the Vikings picking up another back for depth. Clearly with Cook leaving that franchise. You knew knew it was only a matter of time before they picked up somebody. Could have been Kareem Hunt. Looks like something's up there. He didn't sign up there. It's Miles Gaskin making his way to Minnesota. Nice little pickup. I think Miami might have shot themselves in the foot by letting that guy go. But we'll see. They got Raheem Mostert. But that guy's typically always hurt after two, three games. They had had a lot of depth. Now they just lost one big one. Let's see what happens up in Miami. Moving on to the Dallas Cowboys against the Vegas Raiders, folks. Yes, Dallas taking it 31-16. Big game for Dallas. Big news, as I mentioned on the top of the show. Trey Lance making his way to Dallas. I don't like the fit. I don't like the trade. It's another bizarre scratcher. I don't know what Jerry Jones has been smoking up in Dallas. It ain't good, folks. It ain't good. And I was huge on Dallas before the preseason. I was thinking... They lost Overshown. to me i thought that dallas was going to lead the way not through their offense but through the defense this year and i know it's only one player losing overshone, but it's all about the pass rush and getting pressure to the quarterback that was going to be the key for dallas now they make a make a boneheaded move by bringing in trey lance it's going to probably put a bit of pressure on doc and doc you know he doesn't need pressure he doesn't play good with pressure so eh, dallas cowboys friends if you're listening You could potentially make the playoffs. I'm not saying that you're not talented enough to make the playoffs, but to go deeper, I don't know. I'm not liking it. I think Trey Lance even plays at some point during the season. I think Doc probably at one point gets hurt as usual, and we're going to see what we got in Trey Lance, which won't be much in my opinion. The Las Vegas Raiders, on the other hand, found themselves a very interesting quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. Who? Aiden O'Connell, folks, remember the name. I don't know if this guy is a real deal, but he's sure playing like it. I think Aiden O'Connell at some point will be the starting quarterback for the Vegas Raiders this year. I think the Raiders, I've knocked them so much this year. I think the quarterback play will be abysmal. However, the defense will keep this team in a lot of games. But at one point, The quarterback play, if it's just abysmal and you just had a guy who had a stellar preseason, the fans are going to be calling Aiden O'Connell's name and he will show up. From the game tape that I see, I see an old school veteran, even though he's a rookie, quarterback. I really do. I see the mannerisms in the pocket. He seems to be able to push the ball downfield. What do I know? Aiden O'Connell. Keep an eye on him i'm really impressed let's see what happens the raiders fans definitely need something to cheer for but it won't be through the two quarterbacks they have in front of them it'll be through aiden o'connell let's jump to the los angeles rams against the denver broncos the denver broncos put a shellacking on the rams 41 nothing and i think they definitely needed that in the locker room in denver listen I don't really know exactly what to expect out of the Broncos this year. We all know that they brought in Sean Payton. We're all hoping that this guy is going to be able to revive the franchise. This team should be good on paper. But for whatever reason, at least the first two preseason games, I wasn't buying it. I was just very, very disappointed with Russell Wilson ever since he's been in Denver. For whatever reason, things just weren't clicking. He didn't play in this game. But at least the team as a whole, in terms of their depth, they showed up and they delivered. It's just whether or not they're going to be able to do that consistently throughout the entire season. And exactly how are they going to be winning these football games? One thing is for sure, this defense, oh my God, I absolutely love this defense. Alex Singleton, his motor is just amazing to see. He's like everywhere on the football field. They got another great... Inside linebacker and Josie Jewell. They brought in Frank Clark to spell all the goods on the frigging Chiefs, who they've had Frank Clark for what at least a couple of years. So he knows how to handle at least a few members of that offensive line. And he will let everyone know in Denver. That's a guaranteed. They have to beat KC. And can they beat KC? If they do, Pat 13 the second will have to become outstanding he he already is pretty darn good but he needs to go over the top and take away that that towards as being the best db in the league i think it's possible he definitely showed that he was really good and same thing with justin simmons you know he's a very good free safety but this defense i think it might not still be enough i mean who exactly is going to score the points in denver Cortland Sutton to me is a bust. He's always been injured. Yes, you got Jerry Judy that is not too bad. But after that, you know, they got, they let go of so many players. It's just, you got a young rookie, Marvin Mims Jr., that's going to have to be there and play really strong from the get go. And I don't have a good read on Marvin. I think that at best, I expect him to be a subpar wide receiver. Otherwise, he would have definitely jumped on my radar and I just didn't see it. I didn't. So let's see. Maybe I missed something. Sean Payton is known for developing some frigging good wide receivers. I mean, look no further than Michael Thomas. He definitely was the real deal before his injury. So I don't know. Russell Wilson, will he be able to run Payton's scheme? I think it's going to be a run heavy offense. I really do. And that's the way that I would run this offense because russell he might be getting a little old and maybe he's starting to be past his prime but javante williams coming off that huge knee injury that's a big gamble to put a lot of pressure on him they brought in samji perrine to help him out and spell williams probably what 10 times a game i don't know i don't know folks denver i'd be worried especially in that division especially with the chargers there and hey, the Raiders are actually playing good in the preseason. I don't think Denver will lose too many games to the to the Raiders. But you never know. If they lose a couple or both, I should say, then kiss it goodnight, Broncos fans. You're going to be done if you lose to the Raiders twice. So that's pretty much what happened in that game. Big confidence builder for those Broncos. 41-0. That locker room was definitely happy. As for the Rams... Man, when they went 0 3 in the preseason. I know it's preseason, it doesn't mean that much, but it's still a confidence builder here and there for players. I don't know. I think if Matt Stafford doesn't get injured, they got a chance. It's gonna to be tough because this guy's winding down his career as well. I don't know how many years he's got left in the tank. And we all know that Cooper Cup's coming from a coming back from a huge injury himself. So will he be around the entire season as well? Because if these guys are not there, Stenson Bennett, this guy's supposed to be a national champion in college football. He certainly didn't look like one going four for nine for 14 yards and two picks. Abysmal, abysmal Stenson Bennett. Hopefully, you prove us wrong when you get another opportunity. Cause so far it is pretty bad. And the right receiver position, well, you're not going to get any good quarterback play. I, I mean, I didn't see anything crazy. I don't even know who Austin Tremel is, but you know he's the only guy who showed up to this party. Five reception for 55 yards. Go Austin. Let's see if you could do it in the season. Don't know. No clue. Matt Stafford is the only clue that I know. And if that's the only guy you got, I don't know the Rams fans. There's a reason when you went 0-3 in this preseason, you might be picking first next year. There's a couple of teams on my list, but you're not that far behind them. You're going to have to have Aaron Donald. Basically, pushing people around like the refrigerators like he used to do back in the his heyday but he also has also a few years in the tank. Aaron Donald still a phenomenal player, but can we all expect Aaron Donald to basically be the offense by getting a bunch of fumbles for his football team? I don't think so. I think the Rams might be in trouble this year. It all falls on Matt Stafford's hands. Let's see if this guy could revive this franchise. Next up, we got the Houston Texans against the New Orleans Saints. Well, Houston, you won 17-13. Not too bad. C.J. Stroud, 2 for 4 16 yards, but a TD, something to build upon. This team needs any victory to get the confidence going. I don't think there's enough stars on this football team to make them relevant, but yet they beat the Saints, who... Typically are well-prepared. You know, the defense is pretty sound in New Orleans. Always has been. They were playing in New Orleans, which is a a tough play to play, even if it's preseason. And they won it. So good for Houston. Not sure what to expect out of CJ Stroud this year. It's hard to read a young rookie quarterback. But out, out of all the quarterbacks that are rookies out there entering the league this year, I think I might like his spiral out of all of them. So that's one thing that he has done consistently is have a beautiful spiral to aid his ride receivers. So keep an eye on that. We know we got Tank Dell up in Houston. He needs to be a star from day one, but seems to me that they're going to start off with Robert Woods and Nico Collins. Those guys, Robert Woods might be, you know, past his prime for sure, but what one year left in the tank is, and it's going to be this year for Houston. Yeesh Not looking good, if you ask me, at the right receiver position. Unless Tank Dell grabs the torch away from Robert Woods. He better do it quick if Houston wants to have a chance at making the playoffs. For New Orleans, well, New Orleans, we didn't really get to see much out of the quarterback play other than Jameis Winston. 11 for 16 for 93 yards and a TD. So much for this guy, Jameis Winston. From a guy that was picked number one overall to be... Obviously a backup quarterback, but he's fighting, folks. He's got a lot of injuries. I'll give him the pass on the injuries front. This guy has been through it all, but I don't know, New Orleans fans. It's going to be tough. Derek Carr is not a fantastic quarterback. As a matter of fact, is Jameis Winston that much worse than Derek Carr? They're pretty much subpar both, and that's what we should expect for the Saints is not much. A strong defense, you know, as usual in New Orleans. But Keandre Miller supposed to take eventually Alvin Kamara's spot. They're going to need that guy to be ready to play week one. Keandre Miller drafted mid rounds for those Saints. Could be a guy to watch for fantasy. Keep an eye on them. That's pretty much all I see for the Saints so far. Let's see what they can do week one. Potentially they could turn a few heads in the running back position. Moving on to free agency, folks. We've seen a lot of names out there gone, but there are still a few remaining. And we're going to cover a few, starting with Carson Wentz. Why is Carson Wentz not playing for somebody yet in the NFL? And then you got a team like the Arizona Cardinals who are willing to go get Josh Dobbs over Carson Wentz. What am I missing here, folks? Is there a story that we don't know? Is Carson Wentz a hated guy in the NFL? I don't know. To me, talent-wise, I would take Carson Wentz any day of the week over Joshua Dobbs. Any day. For some odd reason, he's sitting at home. Must be also a money question. How much money is he asking for? Seriously. You got a chance to be maybe a star for a few weeks but you're going to pass. You're going to wait for an injury somewhere to occur to jump on potentially a contender, maybe a good strategy. But if I were, if I was Carson, I would have signed in Arizona and, uh, but Hey, don't know if you ever got the phone call. How about Taylor Luan left tackle used to play for the Tennessee Titans. He's not signed either. I know he's a big social media guy. Maybe that could be a bit of a distraction for a locker room kind of, Worried maybe, obviously, could it be his knee, his knee issues? He's He's been a guy who's been through the ringer himself, so I'm not sure if that's the case, but big, talented left tackle, only 32 years old. I would definitely take a chance on Taylor Luan. As soon as someone goes down, I would expect for someone to jump on him right away. How about Akeem Hicks? This guy, for whatever reason, gets no love. 33 years old, defensive end. To me, he's always been a disruptor, but he kind of only shows up midway through the season. Perhaps somebody's going to replicate that recipe, but that's a free agent that I would assume will be signed sooner rather than later. Akeem Hicks, defensive end. We'll keep an eye on him. Whatever happened to Playoff Lenny? Playoff Lenny's still a free agent, 28 years old as a running back. This guy, I think, should be signed somewhere Pretty darn quick. One thing this guy improved on, if you look at his statistics, this guy never caught the ball at all in Jacksonville. And suddenly he found himself in Tampa Bay. First of all, congratulations, you won a Super Bowl. You ended up at the right spot to showcase your skills. But it was your skills as a rider receiver that to me, hey, you already have the build to be a north south runner and you can catch the ball in the backfield. That smells like a three down back to me. Why aren't you signed yet? Very bizarre. Leonard Fournette, still available. Someone will pluck him eventually. I can't imagine this guy being a free agent much longer. And his partner in crime is Kareem Hunt, another 28-year-old running back. I know the shelf life isn't big, folks, but from what I looked at in terms of the age groups, I saw that a running back basically falls off the cliff at the age of 29, 30. So, these guys still have two years of prime football. Give him a contract. Another guy, Kareem Hunt, who can catch the ball in the backfield. This guy will get signed. He could have signed probably in Minnesota or New Orleans. He still hasn't signed yet. A bit confused on that front. And other than that, I like an old man, Carlos Dunlap. To me, I saw his entire career as a Cincinnati Bengal. He always was good. He ended up in Kansas City. That's probably why he's at home waiting for a job, but this guy can definitely rush the quarterback, Carlos Dunlap, old veteran. I like my veterans folks. I'm not going to lie. I still think the savvy of a veteran, especially late in a season, right before the playoffs is a commodity to have on your roster to really showcase that experience. That's probably what a lot of people are waiting for is these guys to be signed sometime down the line. And I'm going to throw a tight end here. Not a lot of people might know Dan Arnold. This guy's been around the league, 28 years old for a tight end. I like this guy. He seems to be able to run really crisp routes. If you ever need a guy to do that, he's your man. He probably will be signed at some point. He seems to always find himself a job, but unfortunately he was cut recently. Dan Arnold, keep an eye on him. If anybody's ever looking for a or frigging tight end. I'm looking at you, Miami. You let you let go of Giziki. Go sign Dan Arnold. This guy will make your offense that much better. You guys are a high-tempo offense. Dan Arnold can run the routes. That's where I would go if I was Dan Arnold. Let's see if it happens. All right, let's jump into some fantasy football. Let's jump into the PPR leagues out there. It's a tough one this year. Really, really tough one. The running back position being devalued so much. I mean, we talked last week, me and William, who would I take first overall? I stand by my pick in Christian McCaffrey. But after McCaffrey, you know what? It's hard to find a reliable running back that's going to be able to produce. Yeah, you could point to Saquon Barkley. The Giants should have a pretty decent season. Saquon has been injured. He's still young. You could point towards him. Yeah, you could point to Austin Eckler. A lot of people think, but Eckler, one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL, he's still going high on a lot of those leagues that have the PPR. Those are my top three right now. People are eyeing Bijan Robinson. I just don't know how many touches he gets in Atlanta in comparison to those three aforementioned running backs. I think Bijan might be you know, not getting as many carries, and that might, unfortunately... Disappoint a lot of fantasy football players out there. I think Bijan will get his fair share, but I still think they have a big running back stable in Atlanta and he might get a little less than expected. One guy that should be still a one man wrecking crew is Derrick Henry. Now he doesn't catch the ball as much as the other guys that I mentioned, but Derrick Henry in Tennessee, it's his last year, in my opinion. If there's going to be one year, That he has to lead his team to the promised land. It's got to be his last one. And he'd be deserving to do so with a new partner in crime with DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to cause havoc. But I think that since he's not going to be the focal point, Derrick Henry will be the guy to kind of be the cool, calm, and collected running back that we all love. And then Hopkins will follow suit because he won't have to be. So dependent on, because all you do in Tennessee is you run the ball. With Mike Vrabel's schemes, I think they could be deadly. And I do believe they will win the division. As for the right receivers, you know, we talked about Jefferson. We talked about Chase. Is there somebody behind that could surprise? At first, I was really eyeing C.D. Lamb. I thought C.D. Lamb with Dak Prescott after X amount of years. This was his year to showcase a lot of people that uh, he can go to the next level. But now with everything happening in Dallas, I'm going to have to take a step back on that. A lot of people like Amon Ray Sam Brown, Detroit will probably throw the ball a lot this year. This guy could also make the big leap to the Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson kind of like atmospheres. But it's tough. I don't see a lot of guys other than my man that I've talked about, Garrett Wilson. still sticking on my Garrett Wilson kind of like crush and uh, still think that this is the guy to keep an eye on. If you were to pick one, go with Garrett Wilson. All right, folks. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening. William will be back next week, and we will be giving all our picks of all the divisional winners, and probably knowing William, we will pick. Our Super Bowl picks next week as well. Thank you all for listening. You're listening to CJLO 69 AM in Montreal. My name is Dominic Demeester. See you next week.